just play a pop song Singing to that highway song Got a little night smile That kind of drives you out Nothing like playing with fire it Brings forward a life Be with the fuse you like Be a good dynamite You made my day When you walked into town Beside me whisper with your eyes Let's go of Tempe, Arizona have spoken, and the Arizona Coyotes look like they're on their way out of Arizona this time, finally for good. Problem is, has Gary Bettman, is he going to listen this time around? All this and more on today's 1420 in the morning. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for the 17th day of May 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Righteous Felon Jerky, RighteousFelon.com. Go to use promo code BELLYUP at RighteousFelon.com today for uh, 15% off their craft beef jerky. They are the official supplier of beef jerky to the Belly Up Media Network, which we are very happy to be a part of. Uh, also, thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every morning here at 1420 in the morning uh, on Facebook Live and YouTube Live and everywhere else. And you guys know where you're listening to us and people who listen later on on the uh, the original, the podcast form of our show. Anyways, well, this finally might be the end of the Arizona, Phoenix, Tempe, whatever, Coyotes, whatever you want to call them. Uh, after 27 years of striving for mediocrity and rarely attaining it, it's been a, a, a a, bait, a pet project of Gary Bettman's for quite some time hasn't gone well for the Coyotes over the years. Uh, Gary Bettman's been trying to com- he's a commitment to keep that franchise in the greater Phoenix area for a, a long time. It's been a failure uh, from day one. Pretty much, they've had more success uh, getting people uh, bankrupt than they've had. They've won playoff series. They've had uh, seven playoffs or seven owners and then nine playoff appearances over the years. It hasn't been good. They've been here. They've been there. They've been everywhere. The latest embarrassment was uh, when they played in the the Mullet Arena at ASU this past year, the 5,000-seat arena. They've had more bankruptcies and playoff series wins. There's nearly many ownership changes as postseason appearances and the like. It has not been good. Uh, last night, the people of Tempe, Arizona, uh, voted on uh, they voted no to a new facility in the Tempe area right near the Sky Harbor uh, airport they said no we're done we're not doing this we're we're out we're uh, it, that's enough's enough we don't need to be doing this anymore anyway anyhow it's it's a done deal now so it looks like they uh, they're going to be leaving Gary Bettman had a, a, a statement last night saying they were uh, disappointed that the people of Tempe would not uh, agree to a, an arena. They're going to meet meet with the ownership of the Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona Coyotes or whatever they're called uh, this week that they're going to be leaving and saying see you later. So he, Bettman was going to still try to hold the lifeline out there for the people of Arizona who to a person haven't carried since day one. They've had some when they were downtown Phoenix, they did get some good crowds out there. But, but then when they moved, moved out to uh, whatever town that was, they, they said that, that people weren't watching there. People weren't going to the arena 
they got bankrupt there. They got locked out of their building. They got told no more. See you later. Get out. So that's how they ended up in the 5,000 seat mullet arena, which isn't an NHL arena. They put 19.7, million bucks in it before the season started last year to make it NHL quasi ready locker room additions, training, training uh, facilities and the like to make it a, a quasi NHL building, but it didn't turn out well for them at all at mullet arena. They had a good record at home, bad record on the road and everything else, but it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It seems to me that this is the final nail in the old coffin, I guess you could say, for the Phoenix Coyotes in, in Arizona. And it's been a, a project that's been a failure since day one. Why Bettman has decided to to do this for this for this long and, and, and hold on to something that wasn't there for this long is a mystery to everybody uh, throughout the hockey world. Uh, for other than Gary Bettman, no, no one's been able to... Um, to answer this, maybe that that's a thing to a successful businessman, I guess. When, 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 you have, when you have a project and you have something you're passionate about, you keep doing it and you go out there on a, on a, on a day-in, day-out basis and keep, and keep trying to, to, to make something worth work uh, kind of like podcasting i guess one of those deals but but this hasn't worked in phoenix for a long time and the people of phoenix have finally spoken and said that's it no more no moss we're, we're done um you got to think what happens now uh bettman's like i said he's going to try to keep that team there and try to go to the every last possible possible way to try to find a way but i personally i think what's going to happen is the team is going to move i think they'll play one more year uh in mullet arena they have a four they have four more years left there three and an option year if need be because they were hoping that that the tempe building was going to get built and that that's the time frame that would that, that would have made that happen because it's a five-year building to get that thing done so they, they figured that the, the people of Tempe would have voted voted for the building to, to get built, uh, but they said no. So now the uh, Arizona Coyotes are going to be no more. They'll play one more year, I suspect, in Phoenix and, and call her good at the uh, the Mullet Arena. They'll call it good after this this upcoming season and say that's it. Uh, there, there's a couple options out there that they that they do have. The one option that everybody's been talking about for quite some time is to move into Houston, where, where the Rockets play, but the Rockets' ownership isn't really that keen in, in owning a hockey team. They would rather just have a um, a team that has they, they, they want another tenant in the building, but they don't want to own, own a hockey team with the expense that comes with it. But they also don't don't want to give up the, the dates because the ownership of the Houston Rockets owns the building that the Rockets play in. So they just want all, all of the uh, the proceeds and all, all of the the, uh, the the proceeds that come with having a hockey team, all the beer sales, all the parking and everything, all the perks that come with having a tenant in your building, like having a being a slum landlord, I guess is one way of putting it. Had, uh, Take, spend no money, but take take it all in is what the the ownership wants to do with the, the with the building in Houston. But the the lately the, the biggest rumor late has been the uh, move to to the Utah where the Utah Jazz play. They already have a building there that's got a fourteen thousand seat arena. It's ready for hockey, and apparently the owner there has some pretty deep pockets. He's got a few billion dollars in the bank, and he can go and and he said he's met with Gary Bettman last uh, in the last few weeks about getting an NHL team to the Utah area. Not a rich hockey tradition there. You got to talk about the Utah Golden or I can't even remember what they were called back in the when they were the Flames Farm team back then. The with the, the fighting eagles, the flying eagles, or something it was called. I can't really, it doesn't much matter. But you, you think that, that that might be a good move for the Phoenix Coyotes to go just over to Utah State's right there. They can stay in the Central Division and the like and, and have that that uh, rivalry still stay there and have instant rivalry, obviously, with Colorado, a neighboring state right there. So that that wouldn't hurt that team at all. Just moving into Utah, the building's ready to go. They got if they, they would have a, a fan base. Hockey's not huge in Utah, but it wasn't obviously huge in, uh, in Phoenix either. 
and it, it just hasn't worked there in Phoenix since, since day one. But moving to Utah makes complete sense. Could this be a situation where they just move overnight and do a uh, Indianapolis Colts situation from from years ago when Bal- when the uh, Baltimore just up and went with the Mayflower uh, moving trucks moved in and said see you later? It wouldn't take much for the, the, the hockey team to move to Phoenix. I don't suspect that happening anytime soon. But if it if it could happen, I'm I'm sure that that lease agreement that the Coyotes do have with ASU and with the Mullet Arena and however that all worked out, I think that that would get ripped up by lawyers pretty quick if the uh, if the uh, ownership said uh, we're out and here we have an option and here's what we're going to do. I don't think there would be any owners around the National Hockey League uh, that would say, yeah, no, we're, we don't want you to, uh, we don't want you to leave Phoenix. We want you to leave Phoenix for, for years, but Gary wouldn't let it happen. So I, I think that that, that uh, lease agreement that they have would probably just go away with some lawyer speak and everything else and a couple of bucks here and there and pay a fine. I mean, 20 million bucks is not to these guys. It's not a huge ordeal. Let the owner be a, a minority owner, the guy, whoever owns that team in Phoenix now, like I said, they've been through seven ownership changes since they've been there and whoever the guy is now, just let it happen and, and call it good. So, you wonder if it's going to happen sooner rather than later. They were going to try to, to have some conversations with the people of Phoenix and, and the ownership group and everything else, how it would all work, work out in the end. But I think this is probably a, a good thing for hockey. It's a, it, has, it, it hasn't been a good thing for a long time. And the rumors about that team moving to Atlanta and moving to Quebec City, I think those were just uh, someone blowing smoke up someone's uh, rear end because it was never going to happen. Moving to Atlanta for a third time would have been a huge mistake. Why? How that rumor even even came about first, you had the Atlanta Flames back in the 70s that didn't work out, and then now they're the Calgary Flames, obviously. And then, then you had the Atlanta Thrashers. That lasted all of three years, and now they, they are the Winnipeg Jets. And then the team moving to Quebec. Yes, they get they get good good crowds for their junior team. Getting great crowds for their junior hockey, obviously. But uh, it's just uh, it's just not not a fit for the National Hockey League at this point. I think you need to keep that team in the in the Western Conference somehow. Keep the the division split or, or the conferences split the way they are. Things are working out right now with the thirty two teams. And I think moving to Utah would be the best bet for that franchise and maybe for the ownership and give give those players who play play for that team as who may have signed long term a, a chance to. Uh, to, to maybe do something and feel like they're they're in a national hockey league team but getting out of phoenix it's it's a right now thing to me it's if, if they can move them tomorrow it'd probably be better for uh for for that the, the team like on the nhl side of things because then they have a chance to maybe go out and sign some free agents and and the like because who's going to sign with the arizona coyotes in the next couple of years not knowing where they're going to play or what 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 to what league where, where they're going to set their families up and the like you got to think there is still a human element to these hockey teams and to these players that they want to have some stability and where they're going to sign and how they're going to move forward because guys yeah guys like playing the national hockey league obviously they love playing the national hockey league but playing in front of five thousand people isn't isn't really playing in, in, in the national hockey league when you see a lot of junior junior teams right now getting huge crowds and they uh play in front of a lot more people than the arizona coyotes did last year at the mullet arena you wonder how this all would have uh how this all would have panned out in the in the foreseeable future if uh, you, you go back a week a week today actually when they had the the uh the, the draft lottery, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes came came around, and you wonder uh, how this all would have panned out if Connor Bedard would have went to the Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona Coyotes, they keep calling them, what does it call them, the Utah Coyotes, or what the team would be, who knows what they would call that franchise now, but uh, you, you wonder how this all would have panned out if Connor Bedard would have ended up as an Arizona Coyote, if he would have if he would have ended up uh, maybe being a uh, a Regina Pat for another year, or maybe gone overseas and played pro over there and, and not been part of this debacle that Gary Bettman created over the years, 
because it's been a it's been a debacle since day one. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been a, a success by any means. Like some guys love it. You, you wonder, uh, like like a Shane Doan kind of guy. He's been a, a legacy guy there since day one. He was one of the original guys that came over from Winnipeg. He set up shop in the area. His kid and on and on. I think signed there and everything else. So you wonder if this, how this all would have played out if there would have been been a kid like Austin Matthews who uh, grew up in the Arizona in the Phoenix area and he's uh, one of the greatest goal the best goal scorers in the National Hockey right now if he would have even uh, put skates on so the legacy of hockey is there in Phoenix in, in Arizona is it a great legacy obviously not is it time to put a nail in the coffin it is really time to put a nail in the coffin and put an end to this whole this whole debacle that, that Bettman just held on to for far too long and it's just been an embarrassment to the league for a for a very, very long time. And I'm glad that the people of Tampa finally said, you know what? We don't need it. We're out. We're not hockey. We're not hockey people at all. We, we just, we just aren't, we, uh, we, we don't need it. We don't love it. We don't need the money being spent on that. We can spend money elsewhere. And for a hockey team, yeah, it would have created jobs and everything else. But you know what? There's other ways to to create to help the economy. Uh, I, I'm all for buildings getting built for, for the right reasons. Uh, like in Calgary, they, they do need a new one because the people of Calgary love the hockey team and they and they, they do support it throughout the province. But the people of Phoenix, which is the fifth biggest um, city, like the, the greater Phoenix area, is the, the fifth biggest uh, metropolitan area in the United States. So like there there are there are people but the people have spoken time and time again to not go to hockey games. They just don't care. And, and that's just the way it is. The university sports are huge there. Their football team draw, draws good. Their basketball team draws good. Hockey is just not a thing that people, the people of Arizona uh, to, to a person care about. And uh, Gary, I think it's the time that you, uh, you finally listen to the people of Arizona and uh, say, yeah, I was wrong after all these years. We, we explored all our options. We did all we could to get this thing going in the right direction, but it just it didn't work for us. And uh, it's just time to, to move on. Anyways, there's my rant for the day about the Arizona Coyotes. Nope, that's the last time we have to talk about them other than them uh, putting the for sale sign up on the door or uh, the vacate of the premises sign and see you later. We, we left. Hope that, that's the last time we hear about the Arizona Coyotes uh, going. Make sure you guys, and like I said, make sure you guys go to RighteousFelon.com and go to uh, get some Righteous Felon Jerky, the official supplier of Beef Jerky to Belly Up Sports Network and use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off their gourmet beef jerky today who do we got today for birthdays or and on this day on this day in 1998 david wells threw a perfect game versus the minnesota twins at yankee stadium in the bronx legend has it's not even a legend this is a true story wells attended the saturday night saturday night live after party and uh, stayed a little later than expected got home around 5 30 in the morning uh, got down to the ballpark was literally shut he was shaken not stirred that morning he was told by david Cohen to maybe go and hide a little bit get out get out of the uh, get out of harm's way hide from mr tory he had uh, he was a little uh, worse for wear from the party the night before lots of water coffee and gum he said then 10 trips to the can uh, bad bullpen where he couldn't throw a strike he said he started the game hung over like no other he said and uh, but anyways the rest is history for mr david wells as he threw the 15th perfect great game in major league baseball history the stat lines no runs no hits nobody on with 11 strikeouts and uh, mr david wells kept the party going that night after the game as he said, he went out and uh, tied one on a little bit and got into her once again and uh, was out till 4 a.m. the next night or that next uh, yeah, that Sunday night celebrating, uh, painting the new, the big apple all red and everything else. So on this day in 1998, David Wells <clears throat> with the perfect game. And there's Mr. Paul O'Neill catching the uh, last out of the game for the perfect game. So kids, uh, don't follow Mr. David Wells's. um footsteps but uh he did it and so can you never give up on your on your hopes and dreams and any and happy birthday too 
Pasquale Perez, born on this day in 1957 in San Cristobal, Dominican Republic. Perez pitched for 11 years in the big leagues, uh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Montreal, and the New York Yankees, 67-68 and 68, uh, record, 3.44 ERA, 1,244 innings pitch, best known for his EFAS pitch that sometimes uh, didn't go as, as hoped. A lot of times I remember trying that as a kid, the old EFAS pitch. Uh, Died a horrific death, if I recall correctly. There was a robbery in uh, his home, in like his an apartment in, in the Dominican or his house in the Dominican, where some burglars broke in and they uh, busted his head open with a hammer. It's not really what, what you want to hear first thing in the morning, but uh, that's one of those things that happened. Something, yeah. Back in 2012, I think it was when he was beaten up, beat, beaten by burglars. Yeah, he was beaten to death with a hammer. It wasn't. It's not a not a not a good way to start your day anyways here at 14 20 in the morning anyways thank you very much for listening and, and watching today on youtube and facebook live and make sure you guys follow our show on twitter and instagram we're trying to get there, there a little bit more but also also make sure you subscribe to the, the our uh, our youtube channel today by hitting that little button right down there and also uh make sure you listen to the, the podcast download it talk to people about the show we, we appreciate all the support we're getting it's uh, picking up steam once again we have a little bit, bit of a lull there it happens uh, every year people get outside and uh, don't have me in their ears i don't blame you sometime but uh, if you can keep listening to the show be greatly appreciated also uh, go to our uh, our website uh, and, and get yourself some 1420 merch it's greatly appreciated for all the support that you give us throughout the day and every each and every day here at 1420 world headquarters anyways as always it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with we will talk to you tomorrow seat geek is the ticketing app for fans like the high five strangers guy game winning interception first down just a nice, solid tackle. If you're in arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.